This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Well, good morning. You're listening to USQ. Uh, goes back to school on phoenixradio.com.au, Switch Radio Brisbane at 11.97am and DAB Plus at Forest Lake High School today. My name is Alan. And I'm Patrick. Stay tuned because we have an amazing show coming up. For, uh, from an interview with the Forest Lake State High School principal, Denise Kostowski, to a special performance by Tui Din on some song meaning and relevance in Vietnam just to name a few. All of this and much more happening on the show today. But first up, here's an acknowledgement of the country, of country by Forest Lake High student, um, Glenn. Over to you, Glenn. No <laughs> worries, thank you. Uh, my name is Glenn Lind. I'm a Wiradjuri man from New South Wales, and I'd like to acknowledge the Jagera, Yagara and Yurupul people, the Aboriginal owners of the land where we gather today, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We recognise their con- uh, connection to the country, and their role in caring for the ma- maintaining country over thousands of years. May their strength and wisdom be with us today. Awesome. Thank you, Glenn, for that acknowledgement. Coming up next on USQ Goes Back to School on Phoenix Radio and Switch Brisbane, we catch up with Forest Lake State High School's principal, Denise Kostowski, and chat all about this fabulous school, the new system for QCE being implemented this year and moving forward during this pandemic. But first, let's take a little uh, dance break. And stay tuned to finishradio.com.au, switch radio at 11.97am and DAB+. Plus. So, Patrick, uh, this was your school. So how does it feel now back here at your school? Uh, definitely lots and lots of memories coming back. I just visited the tuck shop and got myself a nice refreshment, which was definitely interesting. Got myself absolutely destroyed at handball right in front of us here uh, <laughs> many, many times. But... Uh, yeah, uh, Penny, for your thoughts, what's it like for you? Yeah, sure, I haven't been, been obviously to a high school for a long time, but uh, it looks pretty familiar, pretty familiar. <laughs> um, and I guess that, uh, I guess the situation still occurs when uh, the dog uh, continues to eat your homework. <laughs> That's it, hey. Speaking of, uh, we have Forest Lake High School's principal, Denise Kostowski, here with us this morning to have a chat about this brilliant school. How are you? I am very well, thank you, Patrick. Welcome back. Cheers. Now, Denise, um, Forest Lake not a High School not only strives to have a um, high level of um, a standard of education, and you pride yourself on expectations that are founded around your principles, but um, so here's a bit of a challenge I'd ask you to uh, give us a few words to best describe your school. Well, that's not a challenge at all, Alan, because in our school we talk about pride, so five words jump out very quickly. We talk about being prepared, respectful, inclusive, dedicated and engaged, and that sums up our aspirations for our students both at school and beyond, and and we know that our students demonstrate pride, and if they can demonstrate pride when they leave us in all aspects of their life, both from school, sports, work and family, they're giving themselves an excellent opportunity to be successful in the future. Awesome. And um, a new Queensland Certificate of Education and Queensland Certificate of Individual Attainment structure was implemented in 2019 for Year 11 students working towards being fully implemented across Year 11 and 12 this year. Can you explain to us uh, this new system and the benefits for your students that come with it? I'll try to do that very briefly for you, Patrick. (laughs) Uh, The benefit of the new system is that it combines the best of the old system where we have what we call um, school-based assessments, so students are working with their, their teachers and doing assessments in class, as well as supplementing that with one external exam for each individual subject. So that same exam is sat by all Year 12s across Queensland on the same day. So it combines the best of, of two systems. And so we've been able to work with our 
students to ensure that they're well prepared for the external exams while providing support throughout the year as they learn in their regular classrooms. Great, Denise. So with uh, the Year 6 students crossing the finishing line soon and uh, starting a new chapter next year here, as they start high school in uh, Year 7, what will be the transition like for those students and what kind of processes will take place in the school in terms of that, uh, that support? Yeah, we, we work very closely with our local primary schools to make sure that the Year 7s who are coming are, are really aware that they're going to come to a really high quality learning environment um, where their differences are celebrated and we work really hard to make sure that their unique talents are, are valued and extended. Um, we had school tours yesterday afternoon so we had a number of new students and their, listen to the bell, you can tell you're in yeah. a, in a yeah. school. Um, the parents and students came and looked at our facilities. Later on in the year, we'll have transition days where all of the students will come and actually spend a day here in, in the class that they will be with um, next year. So we actually have an enrolment session next week. So any listeners who are in our catchment and have students in year six wishing to come to our school, if they haven't been part of an enrolment session, then please ring the school so that we can book you in. Awesome. And now, of course, NAIDOC celebrations had to be postponed for the week of 8th to the 15th of November due to COVID. Uh, were there any concerns you had pushing the celebrations further along in the year? No, not at all. And, and NAIDOC officially is usually um, celebrated in July when we're all on school holidays. So, in fact, in schools, we always celebrate NAIDOC at a different time. So this year, it'll actually be nice that we can celebrate it during the actual week. And... And my focus is to make sure that our Indigenous students are able to be part of how we choose to celebrate that. So uh, we actually were given a little bit more time to be able to think about what would work effectively and what's relevant to our school community. And great. Now, speaking of COVID, um, how has your school moved forward during this uh, pandemic? And what are some of, the, some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome these yeah. challenges? I mean, our, our focus has always remained throughout COVID on making sure that we are committed to our core business, which is making sure our students are engaged in a quality learning program. What we obviously needed to do was change how we delivered that program. And I'm so very proud of our staff and students, how we adapted to the constant changes, some, somewhat daily, at the end of Term 1 and Term 2, and how we innovated and adapted in such a supportive and solutions-focused way. So many of those strategies we're now continuing to use. So we've become masters at Zoom and Teams meetings and all of those things. So there's been some fabulous positives come out of COVID as well as um, testing our resilience, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Zoom calls have definitely been a... Huge yeah, part yeah. of all our lives, haven't That's they? Um, and to combat all the COVID talk, um, can you give us some of the highlights of 2020, whether it be uh, something that you're most proud of in terms of the school or your students or, yeah, like what's something that you've been really proud of? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably like to share two things. I was so very proud of how our school community engaged in Anzac Day this year. Obviously, we couldn't attend ceremony, ceremonies, so... As a community, we were invited to light up the dawn and many of our students did this in their formal uniform, took photos, um, both with serving and return servicemen. We put that into a video up onto our website. It was so moving and such a good reflection of our school values and our school pride. 
And my second highlight would be seeing our staff experiment and becoming so, so proficient with all of the technology that we use to provide continuity of learning. And as I said, we're now real pros at Zoom and Team and online class delivery platforms. So there were very many skills that came out that we'll use beyond COVID. And on that positive note, thanks so much for your time, Ms Denise. It's been wonderful to have a chat to you today. Thank you for coming again. You're, You're most more than welcome, welcome to our school. Yeah. Thank you. So next we have it. We're very excited and, uh, and very happy to uh, able to listen to some tradi traditional sounds of the didgeridoo performed by a very talented uh, student here, Noah. So stick around because we now get to learn how to play one. Uh, well, so, yeah, without further ado, sit back and marvel at the traditional hums of the didgeridoo. Take it away. Well, that was great. Uh, thanks, Thomas. Before I called you Noah, but Thomas, thanks very much. That was fantastic. Those sounds are absolutely amazing. It's always uh, fascinated me how that didgeridoo works and how you get so many tones and how you get the vibration pretty much out of a, you know, out of a piece of uh, timber like that. But um, can you tell us how long you've been playing for? Just getting up to the microphone. <laughs> I was going to say, hold on a stick. I'll be playing for a couple of months now. Yeah, really, you've done well. So um, did you start for any particular reason, someone in your family or someone that you sort of inspired you? Uh, no, I just saw it on YouTube and I've wanted to play it. Wow, yeah, awesome. very, that's very clever. Um, beautiful. So uh, can you tell us uh, what region are you from in, uh, specifically? Um, from New South Wales. Yep. Awesome. So, how did you come to make this? This is an instrument. Did you, sorry, did you make this instrument, or did you actually someone give it to you? How did you come to uh, acquire the instrument, the dig? Oh, uh, well, that one's not mine, but okay. um, I have one at home, and I'm making one in one of our workshops here. Okay. Awesome. Um, and for those at home who have uh, seen people play the didgeridoo and have always wanted to learn to play, um, how easy is it for them to learn, and how how quick uh, is it to really pick up? Um. Well. You can just put, like, put your lips together and just blow. Just make it sound like a fart. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, Thomas, it certainly makes me uh, increases my interest in the didgeridoo, and uh, I'd like to be able to um, have a chat to you later, and maybe you can give me some a few tips on how I can uh, how I could play one. <laughs> uh, coming up next, and in the spirit of traditions and amazing cultures, uh, staff member Twee Din performs a special song called "The Field of Flying Tamarind Leaves." composed by uh, Mr. Quang and Van Dang from 1936 to 2015 in Vietnam. Uh, stick around to find out why this song uh, was his most popular composition uh, through uh, Miss Thuy Din at USQ Goes Back to School on Phoenix Radio and Switch Brisbane live from Forest Lake State High School. My name is Patrick and my co-host Alan and I are very excited to listen to Miss Thuy Din perform a special song called The Field of Flying Tamarind Leaves, compo composed by Mr. Quang Van Dang from 1936 
to 2015 in Vietnam. But first, here's a little background on this song. Mr. Dang, Mr. Dang was famous for his contribution to Nak Bang genre, which is Vietnamese yellow music in South Vietnam. This is his most popular composition and was written in 1972 during the Vietnam War. Well, well, Vietnam, uh, Vietnamese yellow music is characterised by sad, slow melodies like bolero, rumba or ballad and folk. So this song was written in a bolero, uh, bolero melody. Uh, most Vietnamese songs in the bolero style are influenced by folk music in southern Vietnam. And the melodies of bolero music are simple. The rhythm is slow and even, usually 4-4, four, four, and the vocals are lingering, soft and romantic. Yes, in the lyrics of the song, the feel of the flying tamarind leaves describe a beautiful budding love story. Uh, love failed when the uh, two sides had to separate from each other, leaving regret in each other's hearts for the romance and the youthfulness lost. The gentle and emotional song lingers in the listeners' hearts. Well, that just sounds like the most beautiful song ever. I'm really looking forward to hearing it. So without further ado, I'd rather, I'd, uh, we'll go ahead now and hear the song. Take it away. Hãy subscribe 
Wow, that was absolutely beautiful. I really genuinely wish I could sing. That was amazing. <laughs> Thanks, too. Yeah, that's lovely. It reminds me of when I was in Southeast Asia and uh, just remembering the, the very friendly people over there, the wonderful country, and particularly the seafood. Thanks, right. lovely. Very true. Thank you so much for that beautiful performance tweet. Uh, next, we have Academic Program of Excellence Coordinator Jessica Matthew and students Tim and Mahit, who will share with us insights into the Academic Program of Excellence and what's it's all, what it is all about, what it offers, and its unique learning experience through engagement with creative uh, and higher critical order thinking skills. So we'll start with you, Jessica. Um, can you give us an overview of what this program is about and what, what the aim is for the students who enrol uh, in this program? you really answered it just then when you gave the definition of APEX. So it's our <laughs> academic program of excellence and it really just extends students academically but it extends past that and it really looks at the community um, and building their leadership skills. Awesome. Um, and how do you go about selecting your students for APEX and uh, what does a student need to have to qualify for this program? Well, the program relies on students to apply. Um, we really want them to be part of that academic community um, and in order to do that, they submit a sit a test called uh, the Middle Years Ability Test, or MIAT, um, and that gives us a better understanding of their literacy, numeracy, and non-verbal ability levels. The highest results are then offered places, uh, but they can also submit report cards, NAPLAN results, previous years don't have them this year, but um, they can also get reference letters from their teachers and anything extra, uh, so like a record of student leadership, or any extracurricular, because we're pretty big on the extracurricular with that as well. So what's, uh, what's unique about this um, program? It follows the same curriculum as the respective cohorts. However, the leadership programs that are embedded allow for a large-scale group collaboration with a community focus. So this flows into the classroom. It allows us to lay a curriculum with extension of content and practical application. Um, the APEX students also undertake the Bridge Awards, which is part of Duke of Edinburgh. And they focus on leadership, personal growth and challenge and community spirit. Awesome. Um, so Jessica, what advice uh, can you give to students who may want to enrol in this program for 2021? Um, continue focusing hard on your studies. Definitely continue asking questions. We love an inquiring mind. And keep an eye on those 2021 uh, testing rounds. Awesome. So thanks so much for your time today, Jessica. Thank and you. for your insights into the academic program uh, of excellence. Now, moving on to your students, uh, Tim, we'll start with you. So what does APEX mean to you? Uh, APEX is an acronym for the Academic Program of Excellence. Uh, the program is an opportunity for a select amount of students to excel their work and usually consists of top kids in the grade. Uh, I believe that APEX is a way for me to connect with other people that truly care about their work and want to achieve highly in the future. I also found it easy to make friends with these classmates and to have a strong connection with them by the time we go into senior. Awesome. And uh, for you, Mahit, uh, what, are your uh, what are the benefits of being part of the APEX program and how does it differ to your uh, everyday classes? Before COVID restrictions were made, the classes APEX would be have, have opportunities to go on excursions to a variety of locations, such as QUT and Tawung Cemetery. These experiences are most rare as we have only been on three excursions and one camp. However, in school, grade seven students do a subject called PBL, project-based learning. Our class was the first to ever have PBL part, part of the curriculum and 
has not been removed from Grade Seven Apex yet. Apex isn't that different. Is that isn't that different course classes? I feel like the teachers and students are more respectful of each other and get more work done. So here's a question for both of you, uh, Tim and Mahit. So what are the Bridge Awards, the part of the Duke of Edinburgh Awards, uh, taught you about, about yourselves? Uh, the Bridge Award has taught me that I'm connected with the larger community other than that of the school community. When completing hours for the award, I didn't feel like that I had to go out of my way to organise activities for myself. Other than that, um, it hasn't really taught me much. The Bridge Award has taught me new skills I never knew I could do made me more athletic and fit and encouraged me to help others in many ways possible. Awesome. And again, another question for both of you. Um, if you could summarise your experience over the last three years in just one word, it might make it difficult. So one word, uh, what would it be? Uh, I would say that it was different. Awesome. For me, it would be remarkable. Oh, well done. Better. Awesome. <laughs> so thanks so much, Tim and Mahit, for your insights uh, this morning at Forest Lake State High School. Um, we've learned a lot from you both, and it's amazing that there is such a program like this that offers you so, offers so much for, your, for the students. Well yep. done. And thank, thank you very much, Tim and Mahit. Um, coming up next, we get to speak with Sean Lubbers, the Head of Arts Department, about the Instrumental Music Dance Excellence Programs that, uh, and Flake Productions, and its first uh, drama production and upcoming events such as the Night of Dance uh, and Framed, a Night of Visual Arts and Media. But first, stay tuned on finishradio.com.au. Switch Brisbane. 11.97am and DAB Plus as USQ goes back to school live from Forest Lake State High School. This is Alan, your co-host. I'm Patrick and you're listening to USQ Goes Back to School live from Forest Lake State High School on Phoenix Radio and Switch Brisbane. Hey Alan, just a quick question for you. Can you play any instruments? Well, I actually had a go at the didgeridoo. You did? Yeah, I met an elder at the uh, yep. Woodford Festival, uh, awesome. Aboriginal elder. Fair and, enough. And uh, I actually... He actually had a go, but he gave me a clue. He said, you've actually got to learn by blowing a straw into a cup of water. Oh, okay. Interesting. But it was, but I didn't do it. I couldn't, wasn't <laughs> able to do it. But anyway, that's the theory behind my yep. uh, ability with an instrument, yeah. Yep. That's it. And what about you? Do you play anything? Yeah, actually, I played trumpet at this school, okay. and I also played guitar outside of school, and a little yeah. bit inside of school as well. Did but, you get a yeah, that's my two instruments. A demonstration <laughs> too. Um, okay, speaking of instruments... We're currently here with Sean Lubbers, Head of the Arts Department. Morning, Sean. How you going? And um, he's going to give us some insight into the instrumental music and dance program here at Forest Lake State High School. Yep. And their Flake Productions, their first production called Impending Everyone. And we'll find out about the upcoming events, such as the uh, Night of Dance and Framed, a Night of Visual Arts and Media. Thanks, yes. Sean. Go take Thank it away. You. Yes, thanks. Um, <laughs> We have two uh, excellence programs here in the arts, instrumental music and dance. They're both huge. There's 120 students in instrumental music and we actually have over 200 students dancing at the Night of Dance on November 6th. Um, we have two concerts on that night. One's already sold out and the other one's on uh, still some tickets available. So get to our website and find out more. Um, yeah. So, Sean, what are the year levels that are typical, uh, typically involved in this ensemble? Yeah, so... Uh, instrumental music is 7 to 12 and so is dance um, in our excellence programs that is uh, and the part the excellence part of the program is that students who excel are invited into the troupe or the ensemble so we have a concert band uh, a brass ensemble a jazz band uh, a string orchestra and a percussion ensemble 
Uh, and then we also uh, have in dance, hip hop, musical theatre, jazz, contemporary, lyrical, and I've just forgotten one, I think. So moving on to the flag productions. <laughs> yes. Can you give us an overview of uh, what this is and what it uh, offers for your, uh, for your students? Yes, well, we were very lucky last year to have our new Arts Centre of Excellence completed and Premier Palaszczuk opened the building on November 29th. So our faculty got together and thought, we need to have our first inaugural show in this building. So we, we thought about it, our staff team, and we thought we'd set up a youth theatre company so we called that Flake Productions, and we now have a youth theatre company at this school, which is amazing. So the first show, which I was the director of, was called Impending Everyone, and it's an ATYP play from Sydney, um, and it was amazing. We, unfortunately, were interrupted by COVID-19, uh, so the kids actually had to rehearse a show that was going to be on, stop the show midway through, and then pick it back up again, and then performed it on September 11. So I'm uh, really proud of the students at this school who did that, and the, the piece of art was fantastic, really great. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so we've read that uh, Framed is a night to celebrate students' success in media and visual arts, reflecting on student achievement throughout the year. Yes. Can you share with us uh, what this exp expedition typically showcases and what students can expect for this year's Framed? Yeah, tonight it is actually Framed. So oh, awesome. Yeah, there's a free entry t and we're bumping in right now. So um, there is lots of visual artwork that's on, uh, on in our new Art Centre of Excellence, um, both in the foyer gallery and also upstairs on the mezzanine in the media rooms. We've totally gutted those rooms and we've got art everywhere. Um, and then we also premiere student films as well in the Art Centre of Excellence, and, and that goes for one hour. So we premiere student films from grade 8, 9, 10, 11 and 12 media and film and TV. And some of the work is outstanding. It's really high-quality films. Um, so come along and see it. Um, there's still some places available tonight, 6 o'clock. That's great. Now, the Night of Dance is coming up as well. Uh, can you give us a brief overview of uh, what this is and what we can expect this year? Yes, Night of Dance is huge at our school, and we normally have two concerts with 400 people at each attending. But because of COVID restrictions, we're limiting that to 150 seats. So our second show has already sold out, and the first show is on at 3.30pm. There's still some tickets available uh, on Try Booking. So just go to our Facebook page and click the link and you can buy some tickets tonight of dance. But it's going to be huge. And our national champion um, hip-hop team will be performing at that. Uh, they've won in Sydney twice in a row in the last two years. Uh, we couldn't go because of COVID this year to Sydney to compete. But um, you always get a great night's entertainment with our dancers. They're amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sean Lovers, for your insight into the arts and events. And we definitely look forward to hearing from the students. Um, and their music performance, you've got a friend in me. And after, we have students uh, Brandon and Caitlin who will share with us their experience being part of the instrumental music program uh, and what rehearsals are like and their advice for anyone joining the program uh, for 2021. So without further ado, oh, we don't have instruments here, do we? No, okay, sorry. Without further ado, um, you've got a friend in me performed by Forest Lake State High School Brass Ensemble. Take it away. <laughs>
was a great song to be played by the Brass Ensemble. Thanks very much. It definitely is. Now, we have Brandon and Caitlin here who are part of the Instrumental Music Program. And first question going out to you, uh, how long have you been uh, part of this program at Forest Lake State High School and what do you love most about it? Uh, I've been a part of the program since I was in grade 9. I'm in grade 11 now. And it's been fun the whole way through. I've always enjoyed playing in the band and, yeah, awesome. it's good. That's great, That's great Brandon. So um, I heard this brass ensemble takes a lot of uh, commitment with rehearsals, particularly uh, in your lunch breaks. How do you guys feel about that uh, level of uh, commitment? Oh, it's absolutely fine. I always love going to playing brass ensemble during lunchtime. Uh, we usually just get there, we eat our lunch, and then we practice, and it's just fun the whole way through. Awesome. Uh, Caitlin, it's a shame for so many of your uh, performance opportunities were cancelled or postponed this year. Uh, if you were starting in Year 7 in 2021, what advice uh, would you share with that cohort about joining the instrumental music program? Well, um, if there's any ensembles you want to join, just go for it. I mean, the main thing is just to have fun. So. Yeah, awesome. So, thank you, Elisa, Brandon and Caitlin, for your insights to the instrumental music program. Uh, up next, we delve into the world of esports with Mr. Ratz, Head of Digital Technologies. We'll find out more about the new esports subject here at Forest Lake State High School and what students can expect in 2021. Yes, and we also get the chance to chat with student and winner of the ECHA competition on esports and his interest in it, the skills he's learned and the future of esports. That sounds, that sounds really exciting. So stick around on finishradio.com.au, switch Brisbane, 11.97am and DAB+. Plus. Live from Forest Lake State High School, and I'm Al and I'm Alan, and we're back to talking back to um, about esports. Patrick, what do you know about esports? Uh, <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> Genuinely, absolutely nothing. I didn't really even know it was a thing. Well, I discovered it last night. I didn't know what it was either, but it reminds me of the days when we were playing the um, Atari games and the um, Donkey Kong. But I believe that uh, Mario now today is 35 years since its creation. Today was really? the anniversary of of Mario Super or something they call it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. Well, lucky for us, seeing how we obviously don't know heaps, uh, we get to have a chat with Mr. Ratz here, uh, head of digital technologies, who will explain to us what esports is all about and how it's being offered as a subject to Year Nines in 2021. That's awesome. It sounds like a lot of fun. So we have uh, Forest Lake uh, High School students. Um, Carlton with us, winner of the eSport Echo competition, who will have a chat with us about the eSport club and its success over the last 18 months. But first, we'll dive into the questions for you, Mr. Arts. How does eSports allow Forest Lake State High School to build students' pride? Yeah, well, one of the wonderful things is the inclusive attitude that uh, it creates for the students. Um, inclusion is a really big thing in high schools and, you know, it's one of those places that you need to try and fit. Mental health is a major issue with students these days, so we need to make sure that we're addressing information uh, and, and ways and coping. Um, esports is definitely one of those processes that allows that to happen. Awesome. So uh, what success has esports um, given uh, Forest Lake State High School this year? Oh, we've had uh, a whole heap of success across many leagues. Um, there's currently four major leagues that we compete with. Um, one of the lovely things is that two of those leagues are linked directly to university pathways. And uh, that's definitely one of the things that students will be able to move into. Um, they had a big win at the uh, ECA. Um, so we won the uh, Urban Division uh, of Farmers Cup, which was absolutely awesome. We never thought we would be sitting there uh, cheering along tractors, uploading bales of hay on a, on a uh, 
a thing to go into a shed, you know, like this. <laughs> and, and who would think that was it? But um, the students hadn't played it before and the transferable skills are really, really important for the students as well. Awesome. And uh, what can students look forward to with esports in 2021 and beyond? Well, we've got three major components of that. So one is the curriculum, which is beautiful for the grade nine students. Um, that kicks off uh, with the students linked to the Australian curriculum. Uh, and uh, they get to do exactly what you're doing right here. They get to cast as well. So cast oh, awesome. is a statement of broadcasting. So they get to broadcast games uh, to a non-live environment in grade nine. Hopefully that will extend into grade 10. Um, and uh, clearly following all the curriculum type stuff there. Um, the other parts uh, that we've got uh, is the eSports club, which runs of a Monday morning from 7.15 uh, to try and uh, get a few extra kids to school early on a Monday morning, um, which is a really, really positive thing. Uh, and then, we, uh, of course, we'll continue with the competitions that we've been doing. So it's a, it's a three-tiered action plan. So, yeah, very, very nice for the students, Pat. So uh, what's your opinion of students looking for a potential uh, career in esports? Yeah, well, like I said, those, those three particular approaches link directly to the uh, system. So there are three major components of esports. One is playing. Not everybody's going to be an elite gamer. Same as football, same as everything. Uh, so it also does the casting component, which is exactly what we're doing here. You know, kids having confidence to uh, analyse on the fly. So it says 21st century skills embedded in there, and that's a really great thing. Uh, and then the third thing um, that we're looking at there uh, is, is just the interactivity from the kids who might not want to engage, and, and I think that's a really big positive as well. Awesome. So some very interesting insights given by the head of digital technologies here. Thank you so much for your time with us this morning. Um, next, we also have Forest Lake State High School student Carlton with us, winner of the eSports Echo Competition, congratulations, who will have a chat with us about the eSports Club and its success over the past 18 months. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on the show with us, Carlton, today. And how are you today? Ah, uh, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty slow morning, but it's pretty exciting so, to be here. Yeah, That's awesome. great. Good to see you here. So, Carlton, what made you get involved and uh, lead the esports in your school? Um, the preparation from previous years from uh, students that used to go here uh, sort of inspired me to seeing them up on stage inspired me to come and help out and try and get it that next step further with uh, all the students here. Cool. Now, can you tell us a little about what the Echo, about the Echo uh, esports uh, competition? was all about? Uh, yeah, so eight schools or seven schools were invited to come compete. Uh, the urban and regional schools, we would come compete, play Farming Simulator 19 and we would be competing for a thousand dollars and yeah. That's awesome. Uh, what skills did you learn at the Eka Esports co uh, competition with the new game? Uh, going into the game, we didn't really know what we were doing. We were new to the game, so we had to do research and find out how to actually play the game very quickly before we actually started playing. And uh, that plus all the teamwork and the research and we had to do was all very valuable. And your lucky last question from us today, Carlton. So what is it that excites you most about, um, about eSports? E uh, just the fact that it's continuing to grow. Like we're getting this eSports program at school. Uh, it's becoming a subject and leading on to university scholarships and stuff. So it's it's getting pretty big and hopefully it'll just keep getting bigger. Thank you so much, Carlton, for your insights into the world of esports. Uh, we've definitely, well, I've definitely learned a lot. Yes, thanks so much, Carlton, today. And uh, next we have uh, a chat with Billy Vine, the program coordinator for the Rugby League Excellence Program, about how rugby is not just a game for students at Forest Lake State High School, 
but find out later what they're looking for in uh, Year 7 students when the trials start next year. Sounds good, Alan. Um, after the interview, we also have a special performance, or is that coming before, sorry? We've got a special performance from the Year 9 Rugby League team, uh, and they will perform their war cry for us. That sounds awesome, Patrick. So stick around with us. Uh, USQ goes back to school, live from Forest Lake State High School on phoenixradio.com.au, Switch Brisbane, 1197 AM and DAB+. Plus. Awesome. Take it away. The tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in the there's no place for domestic and family violence. Welcome back to USQ, goes back to school at Forest Lake State High School on phoenixradio.com.au, Switch Brisbane, double one nine seven am and DAB Plus, live from Forest Lake. I'm Hi. Alan. And, <laughs> and I'm Patrick. Patrick. I am Patrick. And you're Patrick. I think. As far as last time I checked, I am Patrick. Uh, and you're listening to phoenixradio.com.au and Switch Brisbane. Uh, so, Alan, what is your memories of sport when you're in high school? Well, I've got to say, um, to be very honest, um, they're a bit vague because I didn't really go off very often. <laughs> I used to duck out on a Wednesday afternoon. But I did have the, the record, I think, for the uh, standing 100-metre uh, sprint at about 24 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I, I, I was not in the sport was at all. 12, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I was not in the sports program here at all. Like, I am probably the least sporty person around. <laughs> but uh, that's all right, I guess. <laughs> So, speaking of sports, we have a chat now with Billy Vine, the program coordinator for the Rugby League uh, Excellence Program, about how rugby league is not just a game for students at Forest Lake. So, Billy, uh, can you give me a brief overview of the Rugby League Excellence Program and what it's all about? Oh, g'day, Alan. G'day, Patrick. Um, our program at Forest Lake uh, provides students with a passion for the sport to um, basically give them an avenue to better their skills and their knowledge of the game as part of schooling rather than as an, as an extra on top of schooling. So the students come in and actually do rugby league as a subject at school. Awesome. And uh, what is this program's aim for students who undergo in this program? So our aim is to have our excellent students engaged in all facets of their learning. Uh, when, our, when our students leave the school, we want them to be well educated, uh, with a clear direction in life and career goals. Awesome. Now it's been mentioned that this is not just a, about a sport uh, for students but also about becoming a man. Can you give us an idea and a brief overview of what that actually means? Yeah, within the program, we've, we've got a self-imposed moral obligation, if you like, uh, to nurture the development of good people. Uh, we teach our boys about the importance of being good family members, good class members, and being good citizens to make a greater, uh, greater society. Uh, we speak about how their character, their reputation can determine their outcomes in life. Awesome. And uh, what can the students expect from this program in 2021? Uh, like, when are the trial dates for Year 7, and what are you looking for in a team member? Uh, so this year was the first year our program encompassed every year level. Uh, we performed strongly across all the year levels, and uh, which provides us with a good benchmark for 2021. Uh, as a whole, we're getting stronger every year, and 2021 will be no different. Uh, our Year 7 trial days are Monday afternoons at 3.30 on our school oval. Uh, they've been running a couple of weeks, and they'll continue for the next couple as well. Um, whilst we're looking for great footballers, 
more importantly, we're looking for good boys who will become great men while using rugby league as a vehicle. Well, thanks, Billy, for your thoughts uh, about the uh, and insights into your rugby league excellence program here at the Forest Lake State Great High School yes. today. I'm Patrick, and you've been listening to USQ Goes Back to School, live from Forest Lake State High School. We've had an exceptionally big show today, haven't we, Alan? Oh, it's been a great day, yeah. yeah what, so much. What, what's well, your favourite part? Well, it's hard then? to choose, actually. I, I'm sort of thinking between uh, Twee and her song, which took me back into, into, into Asia, but the brass on Swanball just got me, you know. It was just yeah. amazing. I just, it was good, hey. It just sort of happened and it was gone before I even knew it. But I've got to say, I have to give it to Twee on the Vietnamese song. I thought that was just fabulous. Yeah, I, I would have to say the same, actually. It was, it was quite beautiful. The voice was so delicate. But I'd say between that or the war cry, that had, yeah. had me on the edge of my seat. I'd be definitely very scared if I was standing on the same field as them. <laughs> so I will hope you all had a great day here at Forest Lake State High School, at Forest Lake. And to all the students, study hard. All the teachers, study harder, because <laughs> the students are going to catch you. And uh, if you've been working and listening from home, uh, thanks for your audience today, and have a great Friday. Over yes. to you, Patrick. Have a happy Friday and have an awesome weekend as well. You're listening to phoenixradio.com.au and Switch Brisbane, 1197am and DAB Plus Radio. Um, that's it for us uh, here at Forest Lake State High School. Uh, this is your co-host Patrick and Alan finishing up for the day. Taking us out is Diamonds by Sam Smith. High-achieving Year 12 students who put the University of Southern Queensland first on their QTAC application could become rewarded. Automatic scholarships up to $29,000 are on offer. Make USQ your first choice and join the number one university in Australia for graduate starting salary. Visit usq.edu.au slash become rewarded for more details.